It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. You know, for the past 18 years, I have enjoyed a ministry relationship with some dear friends and pastors and ministers in the nation of Cuba. And I was able to go down the last time just before the whole COVID world turned everything upside down. And I have found since then, it's been one attempt after another to try to get back there to reestablish relationships, connection, and ministry opportunities. Well, the time finally came and it was this August and I was all set to go down. The team was ready. And lo and behold, that week, my wife ends up with COVID. And I'm thinking, well, I can't go to Cuba this week because if I end up there with a a positive diagnosis, I'm going to go into Cuban quarantine. So put the trip off, rescheduled, finally had the date to go here uh, last week. And the very day that I'm supposed to get on a plane and fly into Cuba, lo and behold, is the exact day that Hurricane Ian decides to hit Cuba. And so then that is postponed. And I said, well, I'll just go right after the week after that and I will go down. But then a very dear friend passes away and man, memorial services that week. And obviously I would not go that week. And so it's just been this one delay after another and really with the hopes of going this week. And the whole goal was to try to get down there before my religious visa expires on October 15th. And I found myself pressing and plotting and twisting and trying and nothing seemed to work. And then yesterday I got on a video call with a dear leader and friend in the city of Havana. And I said, man, I don't think I can get down there before this religious visa expires. And then he says to me, you know, Mike, that will actually work a lot better for me with all the aftermath of this storm. Just come down with a tourist visa. You'll be able to accomplish most of the work that you want to. There's just some limitations on things that you won't be able to do. And when he said that, all the other conflicts, all these things just seemed to come into alignment. And where I had tension and anxiety and turmoil and frustration in my heart, it's like peace came. And the Lord showed me this is the way to go about doing it. You know, this is a lesson we can learn greatly in Acts chapter 5. In this passage, the apostles Peter and John and the others are arrested and they're put into prison. And they're put into prison because so much great work is going on there for the Lord in Jerusalem that the religious leaders become frustrated and feel threatened by them. But while they're there in the prison, an angel releases them from the prison and says to them, go and stand in the temple and teach the people all the words of this life. So the prison opens. They get out of jail that night. They head to the temple. And the Bible says early in the morning, they began to teach the people. Well, the religious leaders get word that these guys are no longer in prison and they're over at the temple teaching. And so they go and they are re apprehended and they're brought before the council and they're basically rebuking them and saying, didn't we tell you not to do this? And Peter and the others arose and said, hey, we ought to obey God rather than man. And when this happened, the leaders became frustrated and the leaders just wanted man to put them to death. And they're and they're so angry. 
But in the midst of the anger, one of those leaders named Gamaliel says, hey, let me give you some advice. There's been guys in the past that showed themselves to be great religious leaders like Jesus did. And when they died and you gave it a little bit of time, you know what happened? Those movements just faded away and and they just ceased. So he says in verse 38, he says, and now I say to you, refrain from these men, let them alone. For if this counsel or this work is of men, it'll come to nothing. But if it's of God, you can't overthrow it. Less happily, you're found even to fight against God. So Gamaliel's advice is basically this. If it's of God, you can't stop it. And if it's of man, it's going to fail. So just kind of wait and see. Quit trying to push through. Now, this advice that the Bible records spoken from the lips of Gamaliel is not doctrine. It's a recording of a man who is a leader giving his advice to other leaders. So it's not doctrine. It's not thus saith the Lord in that sense, but it's an accurate recording of some pretty good wisdom from a man named Gamaliel, who the Bible talks about as a great and wise leader. So his advice is, if it's of God, you can't stop it. And if it's of man, it's going to fail. And so I was thinking about how so many times we're faced with obstacles or difficult situations and we try to make it work and we try to press through and it just doesn't seem to let us. The Apostle Paul said this when he was wanting to go to Thessalonica and in First Thessalonians chapter number two in verse 17, he said this, but we brothers being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Then Paul says this in verse 18. He says, Wherefore, we would have come to you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing are not even you in the presence of the Lord. So he says, we would have come to you. Time and again, we wanted to come to you, but every time we tried, Satan hindered us. Now, there is evidence that Paul did make his way finally in Acts chapter 20 back to Thessalonica. But time and again, when he tried on his journey, he found himself being hindered. He found himself not being able to do what his heart's desire was. And in this occasion, he attributed it to Satan hindering them. Now, I don't know how Satan hindered him. I don't know if it was sickness, circumstances, but I do know this. If you go back to Job chapter one and you see how Job was hindering, uh, how Satan was hindering Job and going against him, there's a little nuance in the story we learn in spiritual conflict and it's that Satan may hinder, but he never is able to do it without God's permission. So even in that sense, Satan's hindering can be a tool that the Lord uses to direct us in his will. But then you go over to first Corinthians chapter number 16 and you have Paul once and again with a desire to do ministry. And he says this, he says in first uh, Corinthians chapter 16, for I will not see you now, by the way, but I trust to tarry with you for a while. Then he said this, if the Lord permit. So Paul's saying to the Corinthians, I'm not going to see you on this journey, but I really believe and trust and hope there will be a time when I can see you. But then he gave this little nuance. He said, if the Lord permits. And then he went on in verse eight. He says, because I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. And then he said, for a great door and effectual is open unto me. 
but there are many adversaries. So here's what I'm looking at. You got this advice of Gamaliel saying, hey, quit, quit trying to make this thing work. If this thing's of God, it's going to happen. If it's of man, it's going to fail. You got to quit trying so hard. Good advice, good wisdom. And then we see that kind of logic verified through the example of the Apostle Paul. Paul said, I wanted to come to you, Thessalonians. I wanted to be there again with you. I had to leave because of persecution. But every time I've tried, it's been a hindrance. It's been like a satanic hindrance. But then you go on to Acts chapter 20, and it feels like, and it seems like, based on my timeline, that Paul did finally make it there in the right time. Once again, in, in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, he says to the Corinthians, hey, I'm not going to be able to see you right now on this way. I do look forward to seeing you. I want to see you. And then he said, if the Lord permits. And then he talked about his ministry there in Ephesus. He said, there's this great door that's open to me to do ministry. But then he said this, but there are many adversaries. So you got this balance in trying to make decisions and trying to follow your desires of saying, hey, is this of God or is this not of God? And I think sometimes in our decision-making process and in our hopes of fulfilling desires in our heart that we end up struggling and fighting so hard with it that we just seem to not be able to come to the desired outcome that we want. So you look at Paul and Paul's journeys for the Lord they weren't free from difficulty, but Paul found a rhythm that allowed him to press on faithfully, but also to pull back in wisdom. So Paul's life for the Lord, I think a great example for Christians, was not without difficulty. It was not without hindrances. It was not without problems. But when you hear Paul's words, he said, I'd like to do this, but I can't right now. I want to come, and if the Lord desires, I will. Hey, there's a great door here. But there's some adversaries in the middle of it. You see what I'm saying? It was not an all or nothing kind of thing for Paul. In other words, when everything was great and the door was wide open, hey, it was of the Lord. And when there's a difficulty and things are hindrances, it's not of the Lord. You see, Paul saw a mixture between serving the Lord and a measure of difficulty in serving the Lord, but also a rhythm in understanding the timing and really seeking the voice of the Lord and his wisdom in those circumstances. And it sounds an awful lot like Gamaliel. Hey, if this thing's of God, it'll work out eventually. If it's not, it's going to fail. So instead of me trying to make it happen, I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to seek him and I'm going to pursue him. And he found that balance between pressing on faithfully and pulling back with wisdom. And, you know, daily, every single day, we're faced with decisions and desires that we need to act on. But to the to press through to the point of stubbornness, that's not necessarily resolved. That can be foolishness. I'm going to press on. I'm going to make this happen. Kind of the old adage, come hell or high water, I'm going to do it. You know, stubbornness is not faithfulness. Persistence is faithfulness. Endurance is faithfulness. But stubbornness is not faithfulness. And here's the difference between stubbornness and endurance or perseverance. When it's perseverance, I am persevering in a, in a close relationship of seeking God and step by step asking his will and him opening doors for me. When it's stubbornness, I just make up my mind once I'm going to do it. 
And I don't have to ask God again, and I don't have to think twice about it. You see, stubbornness is not faithfulness. Stubbornness actually could be foolishness. So what do we do when we want to do something? We really feel like it's something God wants us to do, but it just seems like every door keeps shutting, and I just feel more frustrated with it than anything. Well, my advice, and I believe the advice of Scripture is this. You need to stop. You need to pray. You need to yield to the Holy Spirit. Give Him time to show you what the next step is. It's kind of like advice I was given from an older man years ago in making decisions. And I was asking him, I said, someone uh, wants me to give them a decision. They're telling me they need it right now. And he said, here's what's worked for me very well in life. If the answer's now, the answer's no. If you can't give me time to think about it, if you can't give me time to pray about it, if the answer's now, then the answer's no. And that advice has served me so well over the years. Now, sometimes, you know, you have that emergency decision that must be made this second. But I found that's more the rare thing in life. And sometimes it's simply our impatience that tries to push through in a timing that's not the Lord's timing. And so the word for today is this. Don't see difficulty as a no from the Lord. Uh, just maybe a not now from the Lord. And so in seeking him, you want to get to the place where you're able to move on in peace, knowing that the steps you're taking, although difficult, are the steps that God has ordered for you today. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.